0: Hello, welcome to the Yoga in My School podcast. My name is Donna Freeman and I'm the host of the podcast and founder of Yoga in My School. It's a delight to have you join us today. Whether you're listening while you go about your day or have taken the time to find us on YouTube, I'm happy that you're here. And I know that um, today might be uh, a fun inspiration for you on how to do something that we've talked about numerous times and i'm going to continue to revisit but books and yoga and kids these are things that i love to put together and i think make yoga classes just so much more enriching when we can hit on numerous educational goals, and sensory and all these kind of things that just fire up the nervous system and help us to learn better and But today we have guests from uh, California Is joining us. Ashley Fontes is the founder of Read and Yoga, and uh, she shares amazing uh, yoga flows on her podcast. As well as you can find her on Instagram, Read and Yoga, for some awesome insight there. And we're going to be talking particularly about her new book today. But without getting into all of that, just are teasers for what is to come uh, while you're listening today. Um, I did want to tell people, though, that if you are interested in doing a kids' yoga training, I'm going to be offering. Um, a one-day kind of intensive this summer. So many people have asked, when are we doing an in-person? When are we doing another Zoom live? Come on, we want more uh, of that content. So I'm going to be doing that on August 20th this year. It's a Saturday. But it's in conjunction with the online course. So we've got this online course that has been out and about since, uh, it's been like nine years since 2013 it was when I started the online course and it is developed and it's very very abundant lots of resources there um and so you get the online course and all of that as well as a membership into the teacher's lounge at yoga in my school with over 300 resources and um and then you get a day with me um in August and so if you're interested in doing some kids yoga training if you want to hone your skills if you want access to all kinds of resources this is the place to be and uh and so you can sign up on the website and we will get you going get you in there and have them lots of fun with yoga all right um Ashley welcome to the podcast how are you I'm doing great thank you for having me it's a delight I'm really excited can you tell our listeners and myself a little bit about who you are
1: So, I am um, a mother of three kids. I am a yoga teacher. I've been teaching for 10 years, and I'm a children's father. Um, And I am also a mother of two Goldens, a 13-year-old and an 18-month-old.
0: So, we're kind of busy over here. Yes, I was going to say a Golden, 18-month-old Golden. (laughs) Huh. <laughs> you need yes, a medal. Exactly. It's okay. We finally got out of.
1: We're kind of leaving the the teenage years of the golden. So we're getting into the more adult, starting to slow down. Seven seven to nine months was really rough. It was really rough. But but yeah, we got past that. She's she's outside of eating everything she sees. Um, she's really good. Fantastic.
0: Well. Wonderful. I'm a I'm a dog I'm a dog mum myself. So so I totally get how <laughs> they worm their way into your heart. But yes, how, um so how like I found you through Instagram and, and read and yoga, right? This is this is Yes. Your, um so why do you feel that literacy and movement are so important <clears throat> Two sides of the coin? So,
1: So I remember um, being a brand new mom and everyone telling me how important it was to read to my kids. So probably the best I was at reading to my kids every day was when my oldest was a baby and he couldn't move and do anything else. I could just sit and read to him. Um, But once he started to move, he did not want to sit and listen to me read. And then I had my second kid. She didn't want to sit and listen to me read. And then I had my third kid and he was just not interested in books um and so as i as i started coming back to writing um as an author i was trying to think of how to um, i ended up starting to write about yoga because that's what i knew and then um i thought well could we incorporate yoga into just normal books into our normal you know classic books um and I, i i Tried it out on my daughter because she's the most yoga minded of my of my kids, and she loved it. She was with me. She was she wanted to do it again, Um, and it just kind of it just kind of clicked that my child. I found out my children have ADHD, and so that's part of the reason why they don't just want to sit down and read, Um, or at least they did it when they were little. They're much better now, Um, but that movement aspect really helped them to, to stay a little longer. I mean, we can't read, you know, a full Dr. Seuss book because there's I forgot how long they are. Um after coming back to them, oh my gosh, one fish, two fish is a really long book. And my kids just can't sit that they can sit maybe through half of it. Um but but sitting through all of it is just really hard for them. So that's how I got started, was, was trying to figure out how to get my kids to, to sit and listen to a book.
0: Yep, I love that. I love, need must, right? It's like, okay, I want, I know reading is good for my kids, but mm-hmm. they're wiggly squiggly. Um, so how do I combine the two? Well, let's work some movement into the reading. <laughs> and magically, not really magically at all, and all the science corroborates, Yes, attention span will lengthen. Um, their focus will be improved. Their retention is higher. All of these magical educational goals. Begin exactly. Because you are combining um, elements. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, so, yeah, part of what you do is your podcast. And I, I really love your podcast because they're short little bites. Yes. So, right? They're like five, ten minute little sequences and you tell people you basically tell people in that amount of time how to do this how to combine a book a, a children's classic like you know go dog go um yeah. with yoga right which well, some people might not be looking at go dog go and think it's a yoga book or gruffalo and it's like how is that a yoga book like
1: I know. <laughs> it's fun coming up with the sequences for them um again started with my daughter. We started with Brown Bear, Brown Bear. That was our first book that we did. And um, that one was a much simpler book, except there are certain poses like like yellow duck. Yellow duck's not a yoga pose. So we sat there and we thought, okay, so what embodies a yellow duck? What what embodies these things? And so we started thinking yoga as less as each name Equals a pose, and sometimes rather the feeling of the pose. And so we started to think, okay, so what are we trying to accomplish? And then we were able to go, same thing we did with sheep. You know, you know what? My what? meowing right now at me, because brown bear, brown bear has a cat. Um, she lost her cat pose. That one was an easy one to transfer over. Um, but then it just kind of got more... Not easier but more creative and it just became really fun and and like your podcast you know, my podcast is it's not edited um I do it all in one take so if I mess up halfway through I have to restart all over again um if there's anything too crazy like my dogs won't stop barking um but we're busy moms you know again kids attention spans are short like let's figure out how to do it really quick and then let's implement it and then let the kids have fun
0: I love that and I love what you're saying about um just finding the the essence of something it's like well what are we trying like what what might it look like and it might look different to different people Mm -hmm. you know it's like well here's one version exactly Right? And I love sometimes opening it up to kids to say, what do you think a sheep pose would look like? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's not on light and yoga. <laughs> yeah, Yungar, like no, when I'm, a,
1: I'm an Iyengar yoga teacher. Um, so light on yoga is, is my Bible. Um, and so when I teach yoga, when I teach kids yoga, I teach them the actual names of the poses. But then when it comes to the books, it's like, okay, now let's be creative. Now it's your turn. You know, I taught you the basics. Now let's see what you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, and allowing them to discover their creativity mm-hmm. movement through literacy, through all these things and making it their own. It's like, yeah, that's the version that I came up with. Like, well, I prefer your version <laughs> to mine, so let's do yours. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fantastic. Um so you now have a new book Tell
1: I do you. A favor, yes it is it's been a labor of love um, I have a fantastic artist um, illustrator his name is Vikas Salfeo he's actually from India and he's very familiar um, again with the INR method so he's been doing he's done all of my illustrations for my website um, so it's been fantastic working with him but I Struggled um, finding ways to really introduce and teach the yamas and niyamas um, to to my students. I live in a very conservative city, very conservative city. Yes, it's in California, but I'm in Central California, so we're kind of like the Texas of California, um, the South. I guess less Texas down, more, more southern by belt here. Um, and so sometimes using the traditional, um, analogies, using the traditional stories of Hinduism, of Indian culture, um, is not understood. And so I thought, okay, well, we have all of these American children, all these Western children that are coming into yoga and I've heard their yoga teachers say, Oh, Ahimsa, you know, don't steal. <laughs> um, you know, oh, you shouldn't harm. You shouldn't, you shouldn't t- take more than you, than you need. Um, and I thought, OK, there's got to be a more in-depth way. And I grew up um, as a child reading as many fables as I could. I read all the Hans Christian Andersen. I read Grimm's Brothers. I had a big world book of fables. I loved fables. Um, I loved fairy tales. And it just kind of clicked that, well, maybe we should do kind of a Western version using the same values, using the values that are taught and try to present it more in a way that American children can can understand a little easier. Um, so i worked, I also worked some, with some Iyengar teachers um, because they they have a very good understanding, the ones I worked with have a very good understanding of um, of the yoga sutras, uh, the yamas and the yamas. Um, and so they helped me kind of get these in the right path. When they started, they were kind of more like Aesop's fables, um, which are a little more sometimes punitive. <laughs> um, so I have like a, I, I have some punitive actions in there and then we're like, oh, that's not really yoga-ish. So we came up with more of these, um, these really nice creative fables that I just I'm in love with. Um, one of my favorites is um, nonviolence. There's a little boy and he is he's just angry, so he's throwing a ball at a fence and he's hurting the fence. And his sister sees this and has compassion on him, and she knows that he's gonna that he's hurting the fence. and it's not good what he's doing, but he's also suffering. And so she offers to play with him and allow him to you know continue to throw the ball to get that aggression out, to get those feelings out, but in a way that provides support
0: and then in a way
1: that's not hurting something
0: else. Yeah, lovely. I really like that. I'm, I'm intrigued with how you, you will have done you know like and things like this. Like, <laughs> How? How <laughs> it's like, hmm, yes. I'm intrigued with some yoga fables. Because this is, you know, for a lot of you, um, kids' yoga teachers, they're like, well, I want to do more than just fun and games yoga. I, yeah. I want them to be the essence of how teaching so for me, what I had done um, is I had combined the Yoga Sutras with character education, which is uh, being throughout, you know, schools. It's like, okay, how are we going to teach people to be kind, responsible, um, you know, citizens in the world? Right. And so I had taken the curriculum in Ontario and they have one character education quality of a year or each month. And I had put in yoga sutras into, into Very nice. the Niyamas and the Niyamas. And this is okay. So teaching courage. These are ways that we can do this using yoga tools, right? right. Yeah. And so that's how I had done it. But I love the idea that you're, you're, you're making me, Stories relatable um, to kids, and saying here is you know like uh, an example of this applied in real life. Now, mm-hmm. how could then you do it in your own?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see, like you say, that the quality of teaching through stories. Yeah, love it. Okay, so where where can you find yoga uh, fables? Like. Some people are listening and they're going, I need to get my hands on that
1: resource. So where can we find yoga fables? So you can find it on Amazon. Um, right now, it's uh, I just had a problem getting the print edition finished. So I have to redo that, but it's digital right now. So you can get it on yoga, on the Kindle. Um, and then it's going to be, hopefully in the next week, back out in the print edition, seriously. Uh, but you can also, there's a couple yoga fables. I have a a yoga activities book um, called Playful Yoga and there's some of my yoga fables in the Playful Yoga as well as some other little games and rhymes and other things that can be used um, in your yoga classes or with your kids at home.
0: And people can get that on your website, readingyoga.com? They can get it
1: on the website or they can get it off of Amazon.
0: Okay, fantastic. Yeah, so that's two different ways you can get a hold of the fables. Fantastic. Um, So... I I love that you're doing so many things. You're an author. You've written a book. I know you've got this podcast going on. I totally stopped your Instagram the other day. (laughs) And and, and I love the fact that you have an Iyengar uh, wall in your house that your kids play on. Good idea. And I also have, I'm not sure if you saw it, but I also have an app. Yes. I did see the app, and I was trying to download it. What is the app called?
1: It's called Playful Yoga. Okay.
0: I was trying to find it's only it. On,
1: it's only on Android.
0: Okay. That's why. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's only on Android. I have to. Apple is It's a whole nother beast, so I'm working on it.
0: I get it. I totally get it. One step at a time, girl. <laughs> <laughs> For all those Android users, go download Play and Yoga. Playful Yoga. Playful Yoga. There we go. Yeah. Playful Yoga. i okay, will find it. Um, but, like, you're doing so many things. You're a mother of three. You have a of three, <laughs> three puppers, um, Juggling all these things. So how has yoga helped you in your life? How has it been able to help you?
1: so i have bipolar i have ocd and i have adhd um yoga gives me grounding i am not because i am so busy um i am not the perfect yogi that does yoga every single day and because of my bipolar sometimes i can be really good and practice two three months you know straight in a row an hour a day fantastic practice and then I go two months where you know I I stand in Tadasana and that's my yoga practice of the day I focus on my Tadasana and I have a little five minute practice um, and and it's, it's so different and I have a hard time again with my OCD feeling like oh I'm not the perfect yogi I'm a teacher I'm a kids teacher I'm a mother I should be doing better but um Mr. Angar, I was told by one of my my senior teachers. Mr. Angar once said that the first three years of your child's life is your yoga practice, um, and that was just such a beautiful yeah, it's a beautiful saying, a beautiful understanding of motherhood and how motherhood is yoga, and they just align. And so whatever you can do on top of that, then is just perfect again Find for me it's that grounding it's finding that peace that i need and um you know and i'm i'm looking forward i'm i'm able to start getting more i'm able to start some more te- some classes and so i'm able to to have more grounding in my life
0: i love that i love how it's just this thread that's woven in between your life that gives some consistency, gives some, mm-hmm. some support to what you're doing. You know, it's always there. Sometimes you'll dive deep. Sometimes you'll just skirt the surface. But it, <coughs> and I think that's the same in my life. Like I've been doing yoga now for 25 years. And like, sometimes it's, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. Right. And other times it's like, uh, you know what? I got to back off for a little while. Like it just, it just is. Yeah. Um, but I love the consistency and over time, how you just layer on the learning and you know it doesn't need to take over your life it just needs to be a support to you mm-hmm. I think that you're a beautiful example of that and I love yeah. the fact that you're doing it through your neurodiversity and with your kids neurodiversity and mm-hmm. just one more tool that this is I know this helps me so I hope it will help you kind of offering mm-hmm. exactly beautiful all right so I guess kind of the big question is what do you hope kind of is the impact of what you're doing? Because you've got all these things going on. <laughs> and so this work that you're doing as a yoga teacher, as a podcast producer, as advocate, like what, what are you hoping to achieve?
1: I'm hoping. It's great question. I I'm hoping to help people fall in love with yoga. I want kids to fall in love with yoga. Um, whether that's through, you know, reading a classic book and finding ways to do yoga throughout the book or, um, you know, finding the fables. I want kids to have different ways to fall in love with yoga because, you know, as I'm neurodiverse, a as my kids are neurodiverse. road horse, there's different ways we approach things. And I want I saw that the way I teach yoga, the way I'm doing things, isn't the most traditional in the children's yoga world. Um, And so I wanted to make sure that that was an option for the families that that needed it. And so I've been trying to, I've been trying to do this. And um, I've gotten some really great, really great feedback.
0: I love it. I love that you're just like, I just want people to love it as much as I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I always, you know, cause often with kids, um, especially when you're going and teaching classes or going into schools or things like that, you might be the only yoga experience that that individual has. Mm-hmm. Right. And I take that responsibility quite like that. That's a huge responsibility. Yeah. If I represent what yoga is and this is your one contact with that, then I want you to enjoy it. I want you to, this kernel of, that felt good. Yeah. There might be more there for me. Uh, and and like you said, you're you're doing it in a little different view and, and your own way. And yes, we should all do that. So it's like, don't be anybody else, especially in your yoga yeah. practice and how you teach yoga. Uh, and there's room in the yoga world for everybody's interpretation of it. Um, and I think you're a wonderful, shining example of that. So oh, thank you. you. All right, my dear. Is there any last advice you'd like to give people for as they kind of walk through their library and go, I don't even know where to start. Like, how do I start this read and yoga thing? <laughs> um, so my first advice I give all parents
1: is don't expect your child to stay the first time like they, they may stay for 30 seconds to 5 minutes like you know just accept it your child did 2 yoga poses congratulate them that's perfect perfect start um, and when you're going through your library again you know the best way some posts are going to be easy um, you know, there's, there's going to be easy adaptions, but then, you know, you get something like the Gruffalo and you're like, okay, what is, what yoga post is the Gruffalo? Um, and so talk to your kids, you know, figure out. So for me, I was like, oh, Gruffalo is a monster. And so I used, um, yeah, I used like a sea monster, um, with the hands behind the back on the belly, um, mythical monster. It's mythical, not sea, mythical monster, mythical creature. Um, and so that's how I approach is, what am I looking, what am I trying to do? Well, do I want to do like a backbend book? You know, do I want to do like an all around book? Like what, what feels comfortable? What feels good? Um, and then just take time before you read the book and create your own sequence and then go back. And you can read the book with the kid and help them have that sequence, but be prepared.
0: Yes. Yeah. Be prepared. You know, like I'm always like, be prepared. Like, definitely read the book through so that you know where you're going. Yeah. And how it's how you think it might unravel. And yeah. then be prepared for the kid's creativity to add to that. Exactly. And and be open to adaptations as it goes. Yes. On. I my daughter's passing me notes as we go. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, my dear. Where can people find you to learn more to appreciate your your inspiration and all that kind of stuff? Where are you on the in the web? I've kind of monopolized
1: read and yoga. So if you if you type in read and yoga, um, you should be able to find my website is www.readandyoga.com. Um, Instagram at Read and yoga. I am on Twitter, but I'm not very active on Twitter, but again, at Reading Yoga. Um, yeah, look up Reading Yoga and you're going to find, you will find me. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. It's, it's good. You know, you got a handle and you've you know, used it. Fantastic. Leverage, yeah, leverage. Pretty much. Good for you. All right. Thank you so much for your time this morning. As you're, you know, you're starting your day, and oh I really gosh. appreciate it. And oh, one second, Donna, my daughter wants to wants to say something too. I'm on reading yoga too. I know you are, and you're famous. Really? Yeah. You're famous.
1: We're famous. Yay! All right, go to school, little girl. <laughs> she wanna make sure that when you she's she's a little yoga teacher on, on Read Yoga too. She has videos up.
0: Fantastic. And I love that. And when you look back, I'm like my kids are in many are in my book and are in many of my videos on YouTube. And I use neighbors' children. Mm-hmm. It's so fun now that they're you know in their 20s to go back and say, Oh, weren't you cute when you were exactly <laughs> you <know. laughs> So enjoy that. Enjoy while they're, while they're willing to be your models and to be examples and, and all that fun stuff.
1: Like that. Yes, I know.
0: Wonderful, wonderful thing for you to, do and to be doing together. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, if this has been of use to you, please share it with somebody. Maybe somebody came to mind as we were chatting and you are like, oh, I know a librarian or I know a yoga teacher, or I know somebody who's neurodiverse who might be inspired by this work. share it. (laughs) Share it with them and and help us, you know, share the kids yoga love everywhere that it might land. All right. Um, Thank you very much, Ashley. Have a wonderful day. And until next time, everybody.
1: All right. Thank you.